Welcome to The Joy of Living, featuring your host, Barry Shore. In this time of busy, busy and rush, rush, we don't always take the time to appreciate the life that we have and the love of those around us. Now, the ambassador of joy invites you to take a moment, no, take an hour and find the joy of living. Here is Barry Shore. Good day, beautiful, bountifully beloved immortal beings and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And we have good in abundance today. You are going to be brought into a new world, a world of ghosting. So get ready because you have consciously and conscientiously tuned into the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore, and remarkable guests, and you will be a broadcast to you over this magical, mythical, mystical platform called Internet Radio through voiceamerica.com. And you have, again, consciously and consciously tuned into the joy of living for one reason only. And it's a great reason. It's the only reason, because you care most in the entire world about you. Y-O-U, E-W-E. Isn't that wonderful? Because when you're the best you possible, you make the world a better place. You build bridges, create more harmony, more joy, happiness, peace, and love. So we welcome you to tune in because you know that on this show, the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E, barryshore.com. You know that by listening to this show and sharing with others, you will be healthier, wealthier, and wiser, and nobody else but Jack Canfield said that to me. He says, wow, Barry, who doesn't want to be healthier, wealthier, and wiser? And that's what you do. You give it. So join now with 303,611 people around the world who have all consciously and conscientiously tuned into the joy of living because they want to be healthier, wealthier, and wiser because they care the most the whole world about you. Now, in this particular show, we deal with three fundamentals of life. And the three fundamentals are, number one, life, your life has purpose. <laughs> and when you lead a purpose-driven life, you can go mad. Now, in this case, mad is a great acronym because it stands for make a difference. When you lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference with your every thought, your every word, your every deed. You're a difference maker. And the third fundamental is you can do that by unlocking the secrets and the power of everyday words and terms. Everyday words and terms. Simple example. WWW. Ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, they'll tell you it has something to do with the internet. And factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for, drum roll, fanfare, da-da-da-da. What a wonderful world. And what is a word? W-H-A-T-A. What a wonderful world. And of course, a tip of the hat and a big thank you to Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, for enabling that song to go viral and not just touch tens of millions or hundreds of millions, but billions of people around the planet. And whenever you hear even the opening bars of what a wonderful world. What do you do right away? You smile. You can't help it. And SMILE is one of the greatest acronyms that you could ever learn, internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life. Because SMILE stands for seeing miracles in life every day. 
seeing miracles in life every day. Now, invariably, right now, we have up on the board 20, 38, 42 people signing in, whether I'm speaking to 50 people or 50,000 people or 300,000 people, like right now, invariably, people say, but Mr. Shore, Mr. Shore, I've been up for hours where I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you see? Can you stand? Can you walk? Do you have water, drink, food, eat? You have a place to sleep? Your family, your friends? Those are all miracles. Simple proof. One million plus people didn't get out of bed this morning. Why? They died. What? You didn't. <laughs> You're here. Thank God. That's a miracle. And now we're in the midst of a pandemic. This is the year 2020. Hopefully decades from now, maybe even a century from now, people will look back on this particular show and say, oh, yes, that century, that year, 2020, there was a pandemic around the world. Millions of people didn't get out of bed this morning. Why? Because they're infirm. Hopefully 99.99% of everybody watching is not infirm. And you can get out of bed in this morning. That's a miracle. Now, most of you people, 250 plus thousand people, thank God, every week come and listen to the show because you love it. And we, you tell me all the time, I so appreciate it. I've been there for two years and you always bring friends. And now we're over 300 plus thousand people. Now, most of everybody knows the story of Barry Shrill, but the new people don't. So I'll just tell you very quickly. September 17th, 2004, we're standing up in the morning, just like I hope, 99.99% of everybody watching, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound. And that evening, I was in the hospital, paralyzed from my neck down. And it wasn't for an automobile accident. It wasn't a spinal injury. It was a rare disease that took over my body and rendered me a quadriplegic. Nothing on my body moved. Totally paralyzed. I was in the hospital 144 days. I was in a hospital bed of my own for two years. I couldn't turn over myself. I was in a wheelchair for over four years. You see my hands... For those of you who are watching still, they don't close like yours do. That's okay. I have braces on both my legs, my hips, my ankles. That was progress. Thank God today, a vertical ambulatory, all be with the help of a six and a half foot walking wand made for me by a Zen master, but I still can't walk up a stair by myself or a curb. And I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Why? Because I've learned to see miracles in life every day. Now, i got to tell you a quick story. My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a couple of weeks ago and she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? And I thought about it. I said, smile, smile, why not? It sounds the same. I asked her, how come? Because she says, because then it will stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. Isn't that wonderful? Seeing miracles in everyday life. Now, that's the kind of world you want to create. Now, create is a great acronym. It stands for causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. Rethinking. We all have this amazing something called the brain. Your brain has 100 billion plus brain cells and over 10,000 trillion synapses connecting all that. And it's more than just to decide what kind of latte you want this morning, causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. Now, I just have to interrupt my own self and tell you in advance that your humble host, Barry Shore, does use four-letter words. I use a lot of four-letter words you'll hear them throughout the show. I even use the four-letter F-U word. And I do it because it's fun and the shock value. But the four-letter words that we use on this show are live, love, grow, hope, holy, free, pray. Yes. Well, yes, there's three letters. Okay. And the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun. 
F-U, capital N, capital N. Now, right away, I got 20, 52 notes up in the way. I say, Mr. Shore, Mr. Shore, fine is only spelled with three letters. Not in our world. The world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Fun is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, you see your family, your friends, you have a twinkle in your eye, a smile on your face. Remember, that's it. So you point your finger and say, F-U, everybody. But remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. I say, where'd you get that? I listened to Barry Shore, the joy of living now. Before we bring on our amazing guest, who you're watching here, if you're seeing the video, and you'll, he's silent from the look because I muted him, but he's not a muted person. He is an outspoken, wonderful advocate for life. Yes, <laughs> you'll be here in just a minute. I'm going to urge you to do two things. Now, again, the audience knows this, and anything you want to know about our guests, about the show, just go to www, remember that stands for dot barryshore.com and everything about our guests is going to be there. You don't have to write down anything, remember anything. Just lean in and let it flow over you and really have a lot of fun. F you, everybody. But these two words, these are the two most powerful words in the English language. When you use these two words three times a day, consciously and conscientiously, you're going to change the world. You're going to make a difference. These two words are, drum roll, fanfare, da-da-da-da. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, because thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness, to harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama has been quoted as saying, I read in his writings, be kind whenever possible, and it's always possible. Now, when we can go back to coffee shops, you walk to the coffee shop and you order your fancy latte for five and a half dollars, somebody comes over and brings it to you, say, thank you. You go to the coffee shop, you order your fancy latte, five and a half dollars, a few minutes goes by, nobody brings it, you go to the counter, you say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy, and a few more minutes come by and they bring it to you, say, Thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop. It's raining out. Somebody holds the door open for you. Say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop. It's raining out. And they slam the door in you. You say, thank you. You're stuck in traffic late for an appointment. Somebody cuts you off. You say, thank you. You get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, thank you. To harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. Everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. Kind stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. And there is nobody more noble and inspiring of great deeds than my dear friend, and you're going to be in right now. His name is Michael Levin. Michael, can you say a huge hello to 303,611 people around the world? I don't know. I mean, I'm exhausted from the introduction. I need a nap. But hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Wonderful. Hello, Dolly. No, it's hello, Michael. Michael Levin is the embodiment of kind. Keep inspiring noble deeds. And he does that through what he does most eloquently, most wonderfully, and most beautifully by writing, communicating, enabling others to be the best themselves because of what he writes and how he communicates. So, Michael, uh, we have a few minutes, thank God, before the break. I'm going to just do a brief introduction because if I tell everybody all the things about you, it will take up the rest of the hour. So, I'm just going to do three or four little things. Number one, Michael right now is sitting in Massachusetts outside of my hometown of Boston, actually Brookline, Massachusetts, because we have a worldwide audience. We have tens of thousands of people listening from India, from China, actually, throughout Africa, Australia, Europe, former Soviet Union, all over the world. Michael's sitting in 
outside of Boston, a place called Brookline, and he's in short sleeves at the end of September. That doesn't usually happen. Wow, because it's Indian summer, as we call it, IS, Indian summer. He says Native Americans, are, but besides, leave that alone. So Michael is a graduate of Amherst College, which is another place in Massachusetts. He also went to uh, Columbia Law School. He was trained as an attorney, passed the bar, but he's non-practicing. Non-practicing, even though he tried, but he couldn't practice well enough. Anyway, more importantly, he was a member of the prestigious Authors Guild Council, treasurer of the Authors Guild Foundation, a ghostwriter for over 30 years, a New York Times bestselling author with 750 books, 20 of which are over bestsellers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pose a question to Michael after I ask him to say hello and just get right deep into something called communication. He calls it books. It's essays, it's writing, but it's all about connecting human beings because that's what we do. Remember, you tuned into the joy of living because you care most in the world about you. So, Michael, what can you do to help every one of the yous out there? Talk to us about writing. Barry, let's talk about writer's block because that's the thing that keeps so many people from, uh, from, from, from sharing with the world the stories and the ideas and the concepts. I didn't grow up in anybody else's home but my own. I don't know what your worldview is like, and I'll never know unless you can, can actually get it done. So in, in 60 seconds, I'm going to cure everyone watching and listening of writer's block. Is that okay? Is that a good use Not of- only okay, it's OU, and we want to hear it. Okay, great. So your left brain is the part of you that uh, – that, 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 uh, is your, your organizing mind. Your, uh, your right brain is your creative part. Most people think that the success in writing comes when they just sit down and let it flow. In reality, what you're actually asking your brain to do is shunt back and forth between the two hemispheres, between the left brain and the right brain. Your brain doesn't want to do that. Anytime you ask your body to do something it doesn't want to do, it sends a pain message. And if, you, if you get that, thank you. It sounds like that, actually. And if you get that pain message enough times, you conclude that you're blocked or that you were never a writer in the first place. So my suggestion is organize first and then write, and then you'll be able to just let it flow because your creativity needs a channel. The channel is the organizing you do, the planning that you do prior to putting word one down on the page. If you follow so the if you, guidance, I urge no everybody to keep listening. But if you didn't hear anything else, you just heard, ow! Ow is O-W. We love acronyms. And Michael just gave you the key to success. Organize right. Organize right. When you say ow, you are going to have books. Wow, we, we got even more greatness because we have wonderful children of Michael coming into the picture. Okay, we're going to be going to a break in just a couple of seconds here. But I just want everybody to realize that Michael is not just a human being. He's married with kids and he's a success in everything he does. By the way, mostly because of his wife. But we'll talk about that when we come back, right after the short break. Don't go away because there's more Michael Levin, New York Times best-selling author, hundreds of books, and he's a ghost writer and a ghost buster. Be right back. Hello, everybody. I am so happy to be talking to you about Medterra CBD. This is one of the most beautiful, powerful, 
and pleasant items I've ever used, and I'm so happy to recommend it. CBD is the breakthrough products that have nothing to do with getting high and only has to do with getting healthy. Uh, Medterra is one of the leading CBD brands in the entire industry, and they developed this new pain cream with their medical advisors to help treat sore muscles and joints and inflammation and injuries, and it's a combination of CBD, arnica, menthol, and other natural ingredients. I swim two miles a day. I ache a little bit after that because I'm 72 now. (laughs) And this CPD cream works. I love it. You're going to love it. I recommend it. Please use it. Get it. Medterra. That's M-E-D-T-E-R-R-A-C-B-D. MedterraCBD.com. Put in the code Joy of Living at checkout and you'll get 20% off. MedterraCBD.com. Put in the code Joy of Living at checkout. You'll get 20% off. Do it. It works. You'll love it. Bye now. Hi, everyone. Wouldn't it be great if there was a Facebook group where you could go, learn wonderful things, reduce your stress, live in joy, and they're giving away $1,000 a month in prizes for participating. How would that be? Well, it exists. Go to Facebook and look up the Joy of Living group. That's go to Facebook and search the Joy of Living group. Join today and you can start to learn how to reduce, mitigate, maybe even eliminate your stress, replace it with joy and giving away a thousand dollars a month in prizes. This is fantastic. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, because this is the way to live in life. Enjoy daily. Make it a great one. Do it now. Bye. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the joy of living with barry shore to participate in today's program we invite you to call in to 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to barry at barryshore.com now back to the joy of living Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And we have good in abundance in a two-legged human being who just gave us the keys to the kingdom when it comes to writing a book. And that's called, ow! Oh, yes, because he told us that you can bridge the two hemispheres of your brain with O-W. Organize right. Organize right. Oh, and then you will become an owl, which we'll talk about later. So I'm just going to go right to the chase because Michael Levin, L-E-V-I-N, is one of the most famous, most productive book writers in the United States of America, maybe even the world. He has over 750 books, 20, over 23 bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers, and he's a big name drop because he's done books for some of the most important, interesting, and uh, famous people in the world. We won't go there right now. So I'll ask him a question he didn't even think I'm going to ask him. You ready, Michael? You Here we ahead. go. Sure. Michael, what is a book? Look at you. 
a book is the organizing principle by which society uh, 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 creates and shares information in a meaningful way. A book is about as much that you think that I need to know about your topic or I think you need to know about mine. And there is nothing that commands the respect of a book. Short stories are terrific. Blog posts have their place. But people sort of sit up and pay attention when you give them a book. They take it more seriously. So So let's take a look at what he didn't say. He didn't say a book is some pages. It's all about content. In other words, it's a story longer than an essay, longer than a short story, information and communication device, and it brings authority. That's really what you're talking about, right? We talk about sit up and take notice. What is a book? So I think what you're mentioning here, Michael, is that a book not only commands attention of others, but what it does for the individual, the author, whether it's a fiction or nonfiction, and whether it's meant to change the world or just change the being, it effectively does that. It communicates ideas. Is that really sufficient what a book is? The ability to communicate ideas, whether in the uh, written form or pages that physically or in the electronic form, which is more happening these days, but we're not limited in any way by the, the way it is um, communicated. It's more about the content, Right. Yeah, I mean, we're telling, you know, we're certainly telling a story, but more than that, we're trying to influence the way other people think. And I once heard Erica Jong, the great writer, say that a writer's job is to rearrange the molecules in the reader's brain. Wait a minute, Mel, I want you to repeat it again. It's so good. the, The writer's job is to rearrange the molecules in the reader's brain. In other words, you come to a book either not thinking about the topic or thinking X about the topic. And by the time you're done reading the book, you're thinking Y or Z. It, boy, Barry, you're very enthusiastic. Has anybody ever told you that? No, but I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you would even say such a thing about me. Thank you so much. Oh, I have, I have, a, uh, I have an acronym for you, too, before I forget. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. R-E-A-D-Y stands for. <laughs> so it's relationship. Really exciting love affair. Turns into outrageous nightmare. Serenity hangs in peril. But uh, <laughs> what's the acronym that you want to share? <laughs> that was the acronym. Oh! <laughs> they have to be something that people can hook on to, like, ow, I can understand that organized right. Something no. simple and straightforward. You, you, you got to think about that one. Point. You got to think about that one a little bit. Let's, Let's talk going. about your point of, be, of being an Keep author. Going. In other words, in your opinion, You've been doing this for 30 plus years. In other words, you're trained in many different disciplines. And by the way, I want to, I'm going to urge him to open up a few things. Well, I want him to open up his mouth and not just speak words. I want him to sing a little bit. Because I know something about Michael that's going to be revealing right now. Can you sing something, please? I, I could. Would you? What would you like me to sing? I would like you to sing uh, 30 seconds of something that is rolling around in your mind right now, either upbeat or slow or majestic. All right, I'm going to do be- I'm going to do you one better than that. I'm Good. Gonna up, I'm going to pull up the lyrics for a new song that I wrote. I have a band called the Newcomers. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen to what we're doing right now. See, what Michael Levin is a New York Times best-selling author, 
been writing for 30 years, and you all thought we were talking about books and writing and things like that. And now I'm, re- I'm opening him up, and he sees that there's a side of him called song, because song and book, in my humble opinion, go together. Because when you write your story, what you're doing is you're writing your song for the world. Am I going a little bit too far in that, Michael? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, we think of the uh, uh, we think of the Bible as as a song. We think of the epics of uh, of the Iliad and the Odyssey as songs. So it's not so far fetched. Thank you. And far fetched is a great word, isn't it? I like it. <laughs> you just used it. So lyrics to your new song for your band. I'm going to sing it to. You. I'm going to sing it for you. I'm actually sitting down with my uh, my 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 partner. Uh, my music partner tomorrow, and we're we're going to put chords to this for the first time. But even before that, so no one's ever heard this. Are you ready, Barry? We're ready. Wait, everybody, buckle up. We got three hundred and three thousand six hundred eleven people around the world leaning <clears> in <throat> and saying, "What is going on? I want to hear." Barry, the song is perfect for you. It's called "Live Your Dreams." Yes. Are you ready? Ready. You had big dreams till life got in the way. Time to stop hoping for a brighter yesterday. Only one person can make your dreams come true. It's the face in the mirror looking back at you. If things don't go right, learn the lesson. Nothing's gained from second guessing. You've got a mission only you can fulfill. You can only coast one way downhill. Dream your life. Live your dreams. It's not as hard as it seems. Anyway, that's... uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And by the way, there are tens of thousands of people around the world saying, I want to hear that again. So the best way to hear it again is go to www.barryshore.com. B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E, barryshore.com. And everything about Michael and all of the things that he's done pages and pages and you're going to love it it's right there it's so much fun f you everybody so that was unexpected wonderful i dig it i love it i'm gonna he gave me an idea it might become the theme song for the show we'll discuss that another time wow because all about you why owe you i i I have to tell you you're not the first person to say f you to me after i started singing so right but this time with a big smile and a capital n capital n Exactly. <laughs> no fingers in the air. Okay, so in your humble opinion, yes, everyone, everyone needs a book to write it for themselves and maybe for others. But like you said, to reel in and influence others. Why does everyone need a book? Well, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not sure that everyone does. I think there are, there are some people who just don't really care about influencing others or. Or, or expressing themselves, and I don't really understand those folks. I say God bless them. But the thing is that I, I think there are two kinds of people with books. One is wannabe writers who are sort of interested in it, and then there are gotta be writers. And the gotta be people are the ones who I understand, I relate to, because there are people who want things and there are people who need things. The people who want things, they may or may not get them. If they do, it's okay. If they don't, it's okay. But the people who really need things, get them. They find a way. They make a way. They make a way where there is no way. And those are the folks I love because they're serious about their dream and their dream is to get a message out there and make the world a better place. And those are my people. I love your people. I count myself as one of them. Let's do some name dropping, wonderful Michael. 
Tell us some people that need a book that you have worked with. Let's start with the, uh, the sports world because people relate to sports figures like uh, Dave Winfield, Pat Summerall. Just name some people. Let's do name dropping of people who needed a book and they came to you. Well, yeah, those are two right there. Dave Winfield is a baseball Hall of Famer and uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a dear friend. Uh, you know, with, with what's been going on in society, we've been talking for hours and hours this summer, this past summer, about uh, about race and about things that uh, we never understood about each other. Uh, uh, Dave obviously loves baseball. He sees that baseball is suffering in some ways. It's losing popularity. And he wanted to do a book that would sort of get baseball back. And I had the pleasure of meeting him. We had lunch. We hit it off. And uh, and he hired me. And I got to... Uh, I got to talk baseball with Dave Winfield. <laughs> you hear this? I got to talk baseball with Dave Winfield. Now, for those of you around the world who play cricket or lacrosse or other kinds of weird rugby, other kinds of weird things, baseball is in the American genomic makeup. And Michael got to talk baseball at lunch with Dave Winfield and write a book with him. Let's go in the business world. Michael Gerber. So you're a Michael. He's a Michael. You're a Gerber. He's 11. He is the author of something called The E-Myth, which, by the way, has for decades been a standard on bookshelves around the world. Sometimes people even read it. But tell us about your interaction with Michael Gerber. Well, Michael Gerber is a mentor. He's a friend. Uh, We've worked together. I did not have anything to do with E-Myth. It came out when I was in high school. I know. (laughs) E-Myth has sold more than 5 million copies. It's the single most sold business book small, uh, in, in the history of business books. And <laughs> so, you know, just, just uh, I turn to Michael when I have a problem and, you know, in business that I can't figure out. And uh, I, you know, I, I, the, my introduction to him was reading, reading his books and then listening to his audios. So uh, when I get to hear him on the phone or when we have dinner together or spend time together, it's just the most because I hear the voice of him from the from the audio tape or the, the or the right. Memory. He becomes alive. Yeah. So it's uh, it's very special when you get to meet your mentors and uh, you get to be friends with them. And and uh, Michael is a very 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 dear friend. Well, we're opening this up now, by the way, because we have dozens and dozens of no, of questions up here. Michael Levin seems to be becoming a friend to people around the world who want to ask you questions. We're going to have to go to a break in just a little bit. We're actually happy to go to a break because we have sponsors. It's wonderful. But before we, I'm going to, when we come back, we're going to talk about a guy named David Fishoff, who most people never heard of, but they heard something about his camp because it's a lot of fun. F you, everybody. So um, we're going to drop the F-bomb on you when we come back talking about uh, David Fishoff. We might even talk about uh, some people you work with from the Dallas Cowboys and other names in the world because, hey, that's what people relate to. And all of these people need a book. And I love your distinction between want and need. So when we come back right after this brief break, we're all we're going to go deeper into that world and soar upwards with Michael Levin. Don't go away. There's more of this amazing being on the other side of the short break. Be right back. Hello, everybody. I am so happy to be talking to you and recommending Medterra CBD, M-E-D-T-E-R-R-A-C-B-D, Medterra CBD. This is something so wonderful. They have developed a new immune boost drop. 
and it couldn't come at a better time. I mean, we're in the midst of difficulties, and everybody needs to do something to boost their daily immune support. And you have it in one convenient bottle, and you protect it all day long. I especially love it because I feel so refreshed and calm, and I enjoy taking it. You know, I swim two miles a day, so this really gives me a benefit that I haven't seen from many other products. Please, please get Medterra CBD. Go to their website, M-E-D-T-E-R-R-A-C-B-D.com, MedterraCBD.com. Put in the code Joy of Living and you'll get 20% off at checkout. MedterraCBD.com. Put in the code Joy of Living at checkout. You'll get 20% off. Do it. It works. You'll thank me. Bye. Good day, everybody. Barry Shore here. The most searched word on the Internet after COVID and pandemic is stress. S-T-R-E-S-S, because everyone, everyone in the world is suffering from stress, but you don't have to. Stress kills, then you know the antidote. Joy heals. Go to www.barryshore.com. www. What a wonderful world. Barryshore.com. B a r r y s h o r e. And find out what color is your stress. How to reduce, mitigate, maybe even eliminate it. And it's all free. Go to barryshore.com. Do it now. You'll be happy you did because stress kills. Joy heals. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Joy of Living with Barry Shore. To participate in today's program, we invite you to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Barry at barryshore.com. Now, back to The Joy of Living. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. Now, good is a wonderful word, G-O-O-D. Let's take that second O, make a little snippet, and elongate it. What do you get? You get the letter L. Now you're creating the word gold because when you think in good and you speak in good and you act in good, you are now creating gold and you can buy happiness. You just need to know the right currency. The currency is called gold when it's rooted in good. And we have good in abundance. My cup runneth over with good in the form of Michael Levin, New York Times bestselling ghostwriter, writer, 750 books, 23 bestsellers. The man is absolutely the essence of Owl. Remember he told us about Owl, how you can get rid of writer's block? Organize, right. Organize, right. So let's do some name dropping and talk about an interesting guy and an interesting book, David Fishoff. He created something called the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. What is that all about? Well, that's where you go spend four or five days with some of the rock legends that you grew up listening to and you're writing songs with them and you're rehearsing and you're forming a small band with other campers, the rock stars are the counselors. If you can <laughs> do that. 
So we did a book on that. David, I did a book with David Fishoff called Rock Your Business. And um, one of the perks of that was that I got to attend a, a, a day at a, a fantasy camp. I brought my kids. I brought three of my kids. And they were, I think, about 12, 10, and 10 at the time. And one of the people, in, one of the counselors was Marky Ramon of the Ramones. Right. So we, we were in a studio in Hollywood. And uh, my, my three kids and I sat on the, uh, sat on the couch. And uh, Marky sang, I Want to Be Sedated, backed up by three or four members of the camp. The campers were musicians, just to us. And I was like, this, you know, my kids had no idea what was happening. But it's like, this was an out-of-body experience. And I had him autograph uh, the, the sheet music to my daughter's, she was, I guess, in seventh grade, to her, uh, no, she was in fifth grade, so they were 10, 8, and 8, to her teacher. I said, she's going to shriek when she gets this. And my daughter's like, yeah, sure. She shrieked. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, Michael Levin didn't write Shrek, but he just told you about Shriek. Now, let's move from there to Pat Summerall. Pat, Summerall. Pat Summerall is sort of the embodiment also of broadcasting, of sports, of football. When you think Pat Summerall, I can visualize a game because Pat is giving me, I don't need a television set or the, the rectangle to look at things. What's, what was he all about? Pat Summerall was a gentleman, an old-school Southern gentleman. Pat, um, Pat called more Super Bowls than anybody in history. He was the, uh, the color guy for Super Bowls. And before that, he was a star himself in the NFL. And uh, just as nice as can be, I was introduced to him. And um, I, I looked into it. turned out that he was coached. By, you have to be a real football buff to care about this. He was coached by two of the greatest coaches in football history, Vince Lombardi and Tom Landry the same season, the only person ever to be coached by both men. So I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to do a book about how those two men coached, how they taught as coaches? And that meant that I got to talk football with Pat Summerall. <laughs> by the way, I got to tell everybody, understand, if this is not resonating in you because you're outside of the United States of America, just know that people in the United States or people who know something about American football, they're, they're just they're going like this and, and browsing cheers. Because the younger ones don't know who it is, but, but it's like it's like he's like a Beckham, you know. There's, right, exactly. Whoever your sport is, Pat yeah. Summerall was the guy, the man, and even more important is what Michael is sharing with us is the ability to see in your life who your mentors are, what it is you can learn. Because Coach John Wooden, who you didn't do a book with, but is also one of your heroes, I believe, as, as is mine. He was quoted many times as saying he wasn't coaching basketball. He was building men. And that's what happens when you're really in a sport. Sport is just a, an expression of the human condition, the ability, like you said, to want and to need. Some people in sport want to win. Some people in sport need to win. The people who cross over that, that line, that, that fine, silly millimeter make all the difference. And that's what the coaching of a Vince Lombardi or a Tom Landry is about. It's instilling that passion to make sure that you go that extra inch and never, ever give up. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. Oh, this is so... Let's have a story about the FBI guy. The FBI guy. I did a book a number of years ago with a man named Jack Garcia who was the number one, it's called Making Jack Falcone, 
And uh, Simon & Schuster published it, and Paramount and Steven Soderbergh optioned it. Never became a movie, but it, w- it was a New York Times bestseller. It was my first New York Times bestseller. And Jack, um, nicest guy in the world, he's 6'4", uh, th- oh, 390 pounds. And <laughs> he, convinced, he convinced a group of uh, members of the Gambino crime family in New York that he was a low-level jewel thief from Florida, and he, he was able to work his way into the mafia. He was two weeks away from being a made member of the mafia when the FBI took him off the case. He was furious. So uh, at one point, just before the book was published, I got a call from a guy who claimed to be the nephew of one of the key mafiosi in the book. And he said, I want to come down to your office and read the manuscript. And I'm terrified. So I called Jack. I said, Jack, what does the mafia do to co-authors? And he said, ha, two to the back of the head. <laughs> but wait a minute you're here to tell the story i'm here to tell we said no we said no you cannot come down so and he took that as a no i made him an offer he couldn't refuse <laughs> <laughs> now by the way just so i know and other people so most people i think have heard of the mafia but if you haven't it means organized crime family what does it mean to be made a member of the mafia well, it means that you are untouchable. Uh, uh, no, one can, no one can kill you. No one can bother you. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people working under you. The mafia is organized like a, uh, like a, military, like a military unit. It's a, it's a pyramid thing. So you've got a lot of soldiers that are called underneath you, and they're kicking up money to you. And uh, it, it, it's a golden life as long as, you don't get, uh, as long as you don't get caught. That's the best way to put it. Or killed. So, but uh, when you say you can't get killed if you're made, that means you can't get killed by other members of your right. military other unit. Of the mafia are not allowed to kill you, right. and uh, it, it, there has to be a whole process. There's a big sit down. It's a real you know, so, so you're, you're relatively safe, and then you you know it's a, it's a golden life in your community. You're a superhero. Uh, everybody admires you. But the thing is that you're you know the, the uh, Gay Talese had a great line in a book called Honor Thy Father. The goal of every mafioso is to uh, die in his own bed of old age of, natu- of natural causes. Right. And they don't all get there. So, but, but, but it's great while it lasts. By the way, uh, th- this is, I think, uh, an interesting side note, but a good note for everybody watching and listening. Isn't that the goal of everybody? Think about what uh, Michael just said. What is your goal in life? Well, if your goal as a mafioso is to die in your bed of old age and you articulate that, that's okay. But if you're 27 and you're not part of the mafia, is that really your goal to die of old age in, a, in your own bed? No, you want, don't you want to be a flame? Don't you want to have knees that will expel and make sure that you're doing it as long as you're doing it with purpose and purpose, positively and powerful in the most positive, pleasant way? Again, we don't want to necessarily be a mafioso, but you want to live the golden life. Can't you live the golden life like you live right now, Michael? Michael makes his living with a wonderful wife, children, great family, infrastructure in a community, and he does it all with his mind. And he does it all with his heart. And he communicates with pen and paper. Isn't that one of the greatest gifts that a human being could ever be given, Michael. You've been given that gift. It's like Prometheus giving fire. He's given you fire. You're a writer. No, I'm very blessed. How much better in life can you be? Well, you know, this is is the only thing I really ever wanted to do, aside from teaching writing. So, 
But I got a question for you. You know, in the Jewish tradition, we say that on somebody's birthday, they should live to be 120. So what do you say to somebody on their 120th birthday? You should continue to live and be well. Well, you say, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> See, part of what I wanted him to do, I answered, I knew what the answer is, but I wanted him to say it. Why? Because part of what the genius of Michael Levin is, and I think this is part of the genius of writing, even if you're writing a very detailed nonfiction book, is to be able to include something we call humor. Now, humor doesn't have to be a joke necessarily, but it has to be a lightness. Again, even in a classic textbook, the ability to, as you said, grab hold of somebody and keep their attention, I think is rooted in the word that we use today, edutainment. The ability to educate and entertain at the same time is not just a trick, and it's not something you can necessarily teach. It is an art and a skill that comes with doing a lot of ow, of organizing and writing. Is that possibly true? Yeah, Barry, you nailed it. The two things that writers are compensated for, and this is true in any society, are entertaining and educating. Entertaining and educating are the things that writers get paid to do. And we have to do them in some sort of balance. We can't be entertaining all the time because th- there's no kium. There's no, there's no uh, sticking. There's no there there to no quote there, a great author. Right, right. But we can't be dry and boring because nobody's going to want to stick around for the message. So that's the goal of every writer is to be able to educate and entertain in, in an appropriate balance depending on the time. And the person you're watching, if you're fortunately watching this or listening to, if you're listening to it, is Michael Levin because he does it and he does it so well. He does it in his weekly column, which you sign up for. He does it in all of the books that he's co-written, his own books. Again, just go to www.barryshore.com. You find all this information. You want to listen again, what you want to do. You want to share this with five people. So over a million people on the world will hear it. And we'll be right back after this short break with more Michael Levin, because he is outstanding. Be right back. Hi, everyone. Wouldn't it be great if there was a Facebook group where you could go, learn wonderful things, reduce your stress, live in joy, and they're giving away $1,000 a month in prizes for participating. How would that be? Well, it exists. Go to Facebook and look up the Joy of Living group. That's go to Facebook and search the Joy of Living group. Join today and you can start to learn how to reduce, mitigate, maybe even eliminate your stress, replace it with joy, and they're giving away $1,000 a month in prizes. This is fantastic. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, because this is the way to live in life. Enjoy daily. Make it a great one. Do it now. Bye. Good day, everybody. Barry Short here. The most searched word on the internet after COVID and pandemic is stress. S-T-R-E-S-S, because everyone, everyone in the world is suffering from stress, but you don't have to. Stress kills 
and you know the antidote. Joy heals. Go to www.barryshore.com. www. What a wonderful world. Barryshore.com. B a r r y s h o r e. And find out what color is your stress. How to reduce, mitigate, maybe even eliminate it. And it's all free. Go to barryshore.com. Do it now. You'll be happy you did because stress kills. Joy heals. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Joy of Living with Barry Shore. To participate in today's program, we invite you to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Barry at barryshore.com. Now, back to The Joy of Living. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. And we have good in abundance. Our cup runneth over with good. And it's in the body of somebody, Michael Levin, New York Times best-selling author, 750 books. Can you imagine that? Most people don't even read Tenth of that in their life. He's authored, co-authored, ghostwritten. We're going to talk about ghostwriting in just a moment. I just want to throw something out to Michael because he likes to think and discuss. I think that there's a canard that's being hurled about these days about human beings. And I want you to address it. We only have a few minutes, so I want you to address it anyway. Ready? The canard is people don't have long uh, attention spans these days. You know, it's 15 seconds. That's it. It's gone. I would like to pause it. That it's never been different. That the human condition is the human condition. People have always been of a short attention spans unless it refers to and concerns me. In other words, the most listened to radio station in the entire world is WIIFM. What's in it for me? So I am positing that things aren't any different today. Maybe there's a, a surfing of stuff, a lot of stuff. You're right. But the ability for the human being to concentrate still exists. What do you think about that, Michael? Uh, uh, Barry, what were you saying? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> Wait a minute. I fell right in. That was so good. I love you. <laughs> oh, Barry, I think that... Uh, I think I'm with the majority on this one, that, uh, that, that people's attention spans have been shredded uh, by social media and by technology, and that people are incredibly impatient even if it's about them and even if it's for them, it's just very, very hard to get a lot of people to sit down and actually crack a book if they don't have to. I mean, I was flying uh, uh, from Los Angeles to, uh, to, to Zurich with a friend of mine who worked for Disney. And I said, I'm reading a really good book. It's a true story. And he said, you're kidding. I have a friend who reads books. Now, wait, wait a minute. I, lo- I love this. I want to hear it again. He works for Disney. Works so he's, for Disney. he's an executive. He's an executive for Disney. And I said, you know, I'm reading a really good book. And he said, that's amazing. I have a friend who reads books. So listen to what we're just saying. So again, Michael's taking issue. We're going to have to do another one of these, Michael, is that there are people of a certain age that don't even relate to something called a book. That's why I asked you in the beginning, what is a book? In other words, is a book a video? Can a book be a video? I think not. 
That's what you're telling me. In other words, reading no, a book is a process. It's words on a page. It's words on a page at, at a minimum. And if it has flashy graphics, I don't know. I mean, is it still a book? I don't even care. For me, for me, it's the quality of the writing. It's the it's the quality of the sentences. It's the it's the quality of the storytelling without uh, resort to uh, what I would call gimmicks, which is anything that's flashy or that has zeros and ones or that beeps or that lights up. Let's just see if you can tell a story. So the shiny see. objects are just that. Those shiny objects are bread and circus. Hey, come over here. Oh, no, go over here. Go over here. Rabbit hole. I have a friend who reads books. I may have to quote you on that, Michael, because yeah. it's really a, a telling comment about our time. And I don't think it's changing. In other words, if it's moving at all, it's moving inexorably and in a rapid pace towards the ability or inability to concentrate. Uh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to put you on the spot on this one, too. Michael Levin, New York Times bestseller, 750 books, working with people from remarkable, famous people all over the world. What is your most fervent desire you got 90 seconds kid that's it barry my favorite word is namaste which is the i guess it's the it's the word that they use at the end of yoga classes and the actual meaning is i believe may the divinity in 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 me salute see and salute the divinity in you and for me that's the most powerful thing there is and if the whole world could operate on the namaste principle i'd be a happy man well, let's put it this way. First of all, thank you for that. And I am positing and telling everybody that Michael Levin is a happy man because he knows, and I mean K-N-O-W-S, he knows that the world does operate in that principle. Everybody he meets in his world operates in the principle that I am here to be of service. Remember, you tuned in consciously and conscientiously to the joy of living for one reason only, because you care most of the whole world about you. You want to be the best you possible. When you're the best you, you build bridges, you create harmony. You can do more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world because you follow the three principles. Number one, fundamental is life. Your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, you can go mad. In this case, mad is a great acronym that stands for make a difference. How do you make a difference? By uncovering the secrets and the power of everyday words and terms like WW. What a wonderful world. Even hear that, you decide right away to start smile. Smile stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Or as my niece said, seeing miracles in everyday life. With that, you can create the kind of world we all want to live in. The world that Michael just talked about, we can create it, causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. Use four-letter words. Live, love, grow, hope, holy, free, pray. And use the full letter F-U word. F-U, everybody. Capital N, capital N. Where'd you hear that? Barry Shore, barryshore.com, the joy of living. And when you take up this great opportunity of using the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day, consciously and conscientiously, you will make a difference. You'll change the world. You will bring namaste, as he says. What are these two words? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, because thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness, everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Therefore, be kind, always kind. Keep inspiring noble deeds. Michael, 
in front of 303,611 people around the world. I am going to envelop you in a name Namaste hug. Are you ready, sir? I hope so. Yes. One. See, he's using four-letter words already. One, two, three. I'm hugging your back, Barry, for God's sake. Oh, hey, that hurts. (laughs) When you become a bone crusher like that, you infuse the world with your very being. We need you. Did you hear Michael talked about want and need? Listen to this again. Share it with five people. We need you in the world because your presence makes a difference. You are a star. Star stands for sunshine transformed and reformatted. That's what you are. We're all star stuff. And by doing all that, you will be healthier, wealthier, and wiser. As Jack Canfield said, who doesn't want that? (laughs) Michael Levin, our blessing to you and to all listening, go forth. Live exuberantly. Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Thank you, Barry. Go make a difference. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Joy of Living. Please join Barry Shore for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And as Barry says, give me five. Share this show with five people you love. Bring joy into your heart and love unto others. And we'll see you here next week.